What's up, you guys, and welcome to the brand new Dirty Blonde podcast. You're not in the wrong place. If you think this was Ready Six Chat, well, you're kind of not mistaken. It's kind of the same thing, but different. (laughs) I'll explain why we had to change everything, and I'm also going to dive into this week. Porn star assumptions, I mean, it is just everywhere. It is definitely an ass out of them, but you and not me, you know what I'm saying. So grab a drink and let's dive into some of the most major, majorly asked porn star assumptions from you, because I asked you on Instagram and Twitter. (laughs) See you soon. what happened to ready sex chat what the heck happened well listen if there is something in this world that i realize is that you cannot say the word sex for the life of you anywhere on social media or what have you anytime i the team promoted um rsc it was just put down the instagram was taken down the twitter was taken down anytime the swipe up included ready sex it was just a mess So as much as I wanted to keep it because it's my baby and it's kind of like how it all started, I realized that in order for the journey to continue, I had to change. So, you know, this is where you kind of, if you can't beat them, you join them. So I'm like, well, you know what? At the end of the day, why could I not say sex? Uh, I think it's because it's dirty. For a lot of people, sex is still a dirty thing. So I'm like, dirty. Well, I'm blonde, so dirty blonde, and here we are. So welcome. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. I really appreciate it. We are definitely evolving and growing, and it's all because of you guys, so thank you so much, which leads me to something that came up a lot during the hiatus, and I asked about it on Instagram, and I asked about it on Twitter, and I was like, what do you guys assume about me and about the industry? And there were so many questions that it was perfect because I dived into some of it on YouTube, and of course on OnlyFans, the the naughtier ones I dove into on Naughty Fans, but now I'm able to kind of put it all together on the show. So... I just recorded it. It's all done, ready to go. And now I get to talk to the fam, talk to you guys. And the questions that you guys had for me, the assumptions, I I should say, that you guys had about the industry were between hysterical and downright sad. (laughs) Because it's not your fault. When you see movies and you see things on TV that make you think porn is one thing when it's really not, it's no wonder y'all are confused. So I'm going to dive into some of the assumptions right now. And if there's anything missing, make sure you check out the YouTube show and make sure um, you check out the OnlyFans edition. It's everywhere um, in terms of what you can listen to and how you can get access to it. Basically, I'm making it so easy (laughs) for you guys to get in and get your fill. Okay, I'm doing everything I can so that we don't get canceled here by social media. So uh, let's dive into this one, which was really cute. Um, I write everything down, so don't mind me. All right. So assumption. Excuse me. That was not supposed to happen. Hold on. Let me answer that. 
this is probably where a better podcaster, like a professional, would uh, edit it out and everything. But I'm just going to keep it because it's so real. It's real life. Excuse me. (laughs) So moving on. Assumptions. Now, one of the bigger ones was it has a lot to do with health and, um, you know, things about work, just daily work. But assumptions about the industry. One of them was assume you all have AIDS and STDs. I touched that on uh, YouTube and on OnlyFans for sure. But one the biggest assumptions of health within the porn industry is mind boggling. I don't know where so many people get these ideas that we are all so damn dirty. And I think it's easing up because more people are being exposed to this world because of the different platforms that are available now. But in order to work, we have to get tested. There's no way around it. I can't show up on set without a test. So how is it that I can be dirty with and still work? This just doesn't work that way. So that is totally false assumption. I'm sorry to break anyone's bubble of, oh, porn stars are dirty. No. And I would hope that as people are getting more and more used to the idea of the industry and programs like myself are exposing you to the truth and the reality of it all, that you realize that we are normal, healthy people. Maybe not all of us are normal. (laughs) I'm a little bit on the crazier side, but for the most part, we are of healthy minds and we are for sure of healthy body or else we can't work. So let's see. Assumption. Um, you, oh, this, this was on the health side, but I assume that porn stars don't have sex on their period. This is a really big one because obviously women, we get it once a month. It hurts. And as natural born women, it's something that we deal with. And it really sucks, especially if you get PMS like I do. What are some of the tricks that we do? And this is go this is this is a great tip and or trick for any girls listening to me and people in couples. You know, if you want to have sex with your partner, but she's on her period and you guys are on vacation, it's not the end all be all. If you let me just speak for myself. If I have my period and I have a shoot, I put in a wedge, a sponge. Now there are certain types. There's natural sponge from like that um, khaki colored one. I use um, latex free makeup sponge, uh, the circle one. And I Stick it up there right before the scene, stops my period. I get to work, and as soon as I'm done with work, I boop, take it out. This is a great tip. Now I'm not in the medical perf, you know, field. Don't come out for me and like, oh, she you know, she didn't give me a warning. It's what I do, it's what a lot of us on set do. We stick in a sponge and it really helps with the whole period shit. 
which also leads me to relationships and guys who just can't stand blood and, you know, having sex with it. It is what it is. It's your prerogative. Choose to, choose not to. But don't let the girl feel shit about it. You know, like the guys who are like, ew, like get away from me. No, we're not in second, well, not second grade, but we're not in high school anymore. So, you know, if it happens, don't make her feel bad about it. You know, you can respectfully decline and say, hey, babe, you know, we'll just wait until it's over. In the meantime, you know, we can have this and this kind of fun, but which means you can have anal, obviously, but you know, some girls aren't up for that. I digress. So in the industry, you know, money comes first, work comes first. And I'm extremely, I've always been the type to say that unless I'm on my deathbed, I do not cancel work. So I usually would tell the male performer if I do have it, hey, warning, I have it. There's a sponge. Are you okay with it? If not, you know, maybe we replace me or something, but I'll let them know. I won't just spring it on them. And that's just the nice thing to do. And that's what we most of us do. So pro tip of the day, if you have it, just put in a fucking sponge and fuck the shit out of them. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's just a little blood. I, but if it makes you cringe, then, you know, decline respectfully. It's not that serious and it's not that deep. <laughs> Another assumption that I got, and this was about me personally, and it says, I assume that you're just a real big bitch. And I get that a lot. I think it's because of my dominating personality on camera. But I'm generally a nice person, so I hope that more people get to notice that now that you can see and listen to me more than just visually enjoy it. (laughs) Um, I have a more of a bitchy personality, but I don't like to think of myself as a bitch in general. Um, Cross me the wrong way and I'll fuck you up. Yes. And I don't take shit from anyone, but you should you shouldn't either. So hopefully it doesn't come off that way that I am a bitch. I tend to be a pretty nice person. Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> this was a great assumption and it really goes in hand in hand with so many of the fantasy world that people create in their heads about us. But it's that I assume that porn stars prefer to date other porn stars versus normal people like me person like myself will never have a chance. I completely disagree. I've had a relationship within the industry uh, previously. I used to be married and it doesn't mean that it's for everyone. Not everyone is meant to be in a relationship in the industry. There's jealousy. There is um, crazy schedules. There's a schedule where, you know, if your male performer is working all the time, you guys can't have sex, obviously, because the human body works in certain ways. And most of the male performers, um, you know, they're, they're human. Did I just say most? Because they're all human. <laughs> but I mean that they're not, they're not robots. So um, normal people, quote unquote, are valued by us many times. It happens that the lifestyle that we lead is more favorable for another performer. 
But if you have the confidence, if you have the the um, the drive to want the relationship to succeed, whether or not you're in a relationship with us, it doesn't matter because you could fuck up that relationship with the girl next door. But dating us has a lot of perks, obviously. So um, we tend to not just date amongst ourselves. And for the most part, everyone in the industry, if they are in a relationship, are not involved with the person on set in terms of we go to work, we're just going to work. We're not dating the person that we're working with. So we're very much able to have relationships off camera with anyone who's not involved in the industry. It's not that hard and it's not rocket science. It just determines on the relationship between both people and how the man and the girl or whatever Um, how they value the relationship. And because obviously at the end of the day, it's not all about sex, you know, much as a good performer is not just about sex. So relationships shouldn't be either. So I think it's, um, you know, if you have someone you have your eye on and shoot your shot, why not? It's, you just never know. Another good assumption that was um, asked on Instagram was, I assume that porn stars only have sex for money. I am going to assume, and here's me assuming, that you're asking and that you're assuming that it's on set. Well, yeah, we're not going to work for free, if that's what you mean. But then I thought about it, and if you kind of dig into it a little bit deeper, you wonder if... Maybe most people assume that the only times we as performers have sex is for money, a.k.a. if you're not giving me money in my private life, we're not having sex. And that couldn't be farther, farther from the truth. I mean, the fact that so many of us really value and cherish and want to be wanted and loved at home because we aren't porn stars, is a huge factor in our relationships. Especially speaking from my my part, um, I mean, it could be different for anyone else, but I want to come home and snuggle and have sex with someone who wants to be with me. So I would not just not have sex unless they were paying me. And if that's the case, and that's how some girls might think, then, you know, that's their prerogative. But me, Bridget B., I, in my private life or off camera, I do not accept just money. I want time and generosity is always appreciated and it's adored. But what I look for is time and respect. So I don't just uh, have sex for money. That would be really fucking sad. This next assumption made me giggle because it's a pretty, another big one in terms of uh, what people assume. But the assumption goes, I assume that porn stars are all very social and not shy at all. How could you be because of what you do? 
And that couldn't be farther from the truth, at least for me. And I know that a lot of fellow co-workers feel the same way, but a lot of us tend to be so shy when we're not in front of the camera. The camera gives us a chance to be something that we're not. And depending on if you're a good performer or a average performer or a lackluster performer, that shyness can come and go. I'm able to um, compartmentalize and realize that, yes, I'm shy, but I'm here doing my job. So when I show up on set, as soon as the makeup comes on, as soon as the lingerie comes on, as soon as the camera starts rolling, Bridget B comes out. And that shyness stays at the door. But if you catch me at a restaurant or even AVN or at Exotica, to meet the fans and to really put myself out there on my own, it can get really intimidating and really shy. Because at the end of the day, I'm just playing a character. I'm not really a MILF. I don't have kids. I play one on TV. Well, you know, on computer. (laughs) So having that barrier between you, the fan, and the um, viewer and myself is that camera and is that makeup and is that lingerie. So once you catch me anywhere, like at a ball game or at the supermarket, and a lot of people will say, oh, I met you and you were so shy. And I'm like, yeah, it's that's the case. I'm, you know, not Bridget B. When you're meeting me outside camera, um, that's just a character. So Um, that's a really big assumption. And I know there's a lot of us in the industry who kind of feel the same way. And in future interviews, it's definitely going to be one of those questions that I'm going to ask because I'd love to know how other performers feel about that. So remind me, I'm going to ask the interviewers. Next assumption here on the Dirty Blonde was you don't have porn friends because never see you post with them. Well, how could I explain this? Again, speaking for myself, a lot of us in the industry live in different cities. We live in different parts of the world and we get to come together for the movie. The thing about these movies that make it so special is that performers who wouldn't normally see each other because of living in different parts get to come together through the booking. I tend to keep a very private life and what I post on Instagram and on Twitter doesn't necessarily mean what's happening 24 hours of my day. I enjoy so many friendships off camera, such as with um, Ava Adams, Nikki Delano, um, makeup artist, uh, Karma RX, um, you know, the male performers, Xander, etc. That I will go out of my way and text Ryan McLean. Is I go out of my way and I text and see how you're doing and. I, I make it known that I care, you know, and uh, hopefully a lot of my coworkers know that about me, that just because we might not see each other or haven't worked with them doesn't mean that I wouldn't be there for them. Now, the upside of it is that in my world and in my mind, if 
I maintain an off-camera relationship. I often wonder if their partner or even if them themselves consider it to be too much. You're putting people who have sex with each other um, and then all of a sudden, hey, what are you doing? Where does that line and barrier kind of cross and end? So for me, I've kind of made it a point to as much as I, you know, would love to have coffee all the time and do this and all the, do that. Sometimes it's just best for me to sort of keep that line very uh, clear that, yes, I adore you as a person, etc. But, you know, we're not here um, having coffee every day because if you start dating someone and then now you're friends with the person you're having sex with on camera, off camera, it becomes blurry. And I never want whoever I'm with in a relationship to feel like there's any funny business happening. I do my job and I go home and I pride myself in having a very uh, practical way of thinking when it comes to not combining work, you know, with everyday life. The lines get blurred and it's just, for me, it's just worked best. Maybe that's been one of the reasons to my over 10 year success but I really do value those friendships that I do have off camera. And um, just because I don't doesn't mean that I'm not friendly with them. So um, if you ever see some photos or video, it's very rare, but it happens. And, you know, there's girls like Luna Star and Kehlani that we went out for for drinks and we met out at the club and it was so much fun. So it happens. It's just that, God, our schedules are all so fucking crazy um, that we just don't get to. But when we do, it's still fun. A good assumption to end this podcast with is you are fake on camera. I think this is an assumption on orgasms and I could be wrong, but I'm just going to go with it. To say that a porn star is always uh, coming on set or having an orgasm, I mean, I'm possibly, you know, I'm sure. Has there been times where it had to happen that we had to fake it? Of course. The, do, is that the goal? No. But we also are very much listening to our bodies and... Again, this goes for just myself. I don't know about other performers, but I really pride myself in being as natural and as raw as possible. So there are certain instances, especially in terms of personality, where I have to be a lot more dominating on camera because I am playing the MILF next door that is dominating my neighbor. So on on camera, I have to come off a lot stronger than I would if that would have happened to me in real life. You know what I mean? If I was the neighbor next door and I really thought this guy was really handsome, I probably wouldn't knock on the door and nothing but, you know, an apron, but I've done it on Reality Kings. <laughs> and it's great. Because again, it like I mentioned earlier, for so many of us, especially for me, it's really a chance to kind of open that door and open that that aspect of my personality that I don't do at home. 
so I wouldn't do that in real life, but on camera, sure as fuck will. <laughs> that brings me to the end of this episode of Assumptions, ASS, you and me, whatever that phrase goes. But um, it's really fun when I get to ask you guys on Instagram and Twitter. So now that we have our socials up, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, wherever you pod, and follow us at Dirty Dirty Blonde Pod. on Twitter and on Instagram at Dirty, D-Y-R-T-Y. And make sure and take a look at the YouTube where I bring this podcast to life. And on OnlyFans, about once a month I go up there and um, kind of dive into the naughtier side. Because there's certain things that, you know, you have to be respectful. I'd rather you see it somewhere else and be forced to listen to it, right? (laughs) If that makes sense. But from Bridget B, me, your dirty blonde host, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode and make sure and follow us on all socials. I love you all. Have a very sexy week. Bye. Be sure to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe wherever you pod. 